August. And this week, Michael's got some baking delights. Ooh, I've got an interview with a burlesque act. But first, Mike's got our weekend roundup. This weekend is a bunch of festivals, really, a bunch of fun things to do in the sun, or not perhaps, because the first one is PMT's 25th anniversary party. Hurrah! PMT is Professional Music Technology. Yeah, it's the shop on the Cali Road that has graced us for many years, and, uh, well, they sell guitars and keyboards and synths and all manner of electronic musical... Wizardry. Wizardry. They are an electronic music emporium. But yes, 25 years. They started in 1991 in Essex. Um, and there are a bunch of giveaways and fun things that you can go and do. Uh, so the first 25 customers through the door get envelopes. And then two of those envelopes uh, contain 25% discounts. So there's that. Nice. Uh, but there's also big giveaways all during the day. So they're giving away £25,000 worth of stuff. Flipping heck. That's, that's <laughs> slightly more than 25% off. I'm going... Several times. Several times. <laughs> Dresses different people. Uh, you can go and play casino games, get free branded playing cards and t-shirt, and cake. Excellent. Oh. Plenty of cake. So that's good fun. But uh, on Sunday, instead, uh, you can either go to the Wolf Cup Big Lunch, which is well, it's becoming an annual event now, isn't it? Three or four times I think they've done it. Really? Uh, and you go and bring food and share your food with your neighbours and eat your food and then eat someone else's food. And it's a lovely old time. Uh, that's on the green outside the plough uh, from noon. But there are lots of other activities. There's music and workshops and stalls and the Kids Olympics, a tug of war, uh, and then lots of beer, lots of cake. Excellent. So that'll be good fun. <laughs> and then East East Oxford again um, is the People's Festival of Fun, Music, Art and Dancing at the East Oxford Community Centre. Or Mad. <laughs> yeah, you know the one. <laughs> um, and it's graded throughout the day. So it starts off with the young kids stuff at one. That's uh, so a bounty castle and face painting and toys and that kind of thing. Is that only for young kids? It's advertised that way, but we're all there at heart, aren't we? <laughs> and then, as it goes through the day, you slowly get older and older and older in our activities. <laughs> That's <laughs> how uh, time generally works. That is how time works, and it's it's really a journey through your life. Uh, so from three... <laughs> so from three, uh, there's youth stuff. So street dancing, African drumming, and the displays of youth talent. Could be anything, really. Uh, from 5 till 6, there is an exclusively for adults pool competition. Of course. Um, and then from 6pm onwards, uh, there's a load of dance stuff. So to start off with, there are some, um, uh, what do you call this stuff? Lessons, dance exhibitions, that kind of thing. With all types of dance styles, including Lindy Hop, Modern Jazz Dance, Siroc, Salsa and Zumba. Hmm. Uh, and then after 7.30, it's just a freestyle disco type thing. It's good fun. Um, the East Oxford Community Association do lots of fun stuff. Um, and there'll be food and drinks and, and good times. Uh, so that is on Sunday from 1. Great. An entirely gig-centric music roundup now. A couple of great things happening on Thursday evening. So at the Bullingdon, um, we have Whitney. That's what you were talking about the other day. Yeah. So Whitney, yeah I I'm, thought you were talking about Whitney the town. <coughs> Whitney. Well, where's Whitney getting in touch with Michael? <laughs> okay. <laughs> For disambiguation purposes, I'm now being like Wikipedia, Whitney refers to a Chicago-based band, not Whitney Houston or Whitney the Town. Um, so they've been getting big in the past year, probably because they've only existed for the past year. Um, they're sort of slacker version of the band. Um, What's the, the band? The band. There's a band called The Band. Oh, um, that's helpful. Do you know? No. They're like, they hung out with Bob Dylan and then existed after him. Okay. The band. They're kind of an Ur band of Americana. Ur band? 
That's not a thing. Um, Whitney are much beloved of um, their fellow Chicago-based snark-infested website, Pitchfork. But Whitney are former members of the Smith Westerns and Unknown Mortal Orchestra um, and cook up a fresh brew of nostalgia. <laughs> um, they're playing the Bullingdon tomorrow, Thursday, at a couple of support acts will be playing from seven, but um, they'll be on later. £12 on the door, £10 in advance. Uh, also tomorrow night, in the middle of town, at the Wheat Sheaf, Cassells are headlining... So... I saw them last year supporting some uh, King of Cats, I think it was. Um, they've been doing support slots and all kinds of things all over Oxfordshire for ages. Now they've graced the cover of Night Shift. Mm. Um, they're the, the ones who look like they're not quite old enough to be in any of the venues they're playing. That's very true. But <laughs> <laughs> um, fresh face, but massively impactful. Um, angular, hardcore, punkish something and... Sometimes they sound like extremely early manics, and sometimes they write protest songs about the NHS. And on paper, it sounds a little bit Oxford, and in real life, it thrillingly works. So yeah, if you're in town, the Wheat Chief from 8, it's only £5, get in there. On Saturday, our near neighbours truck store are hosting an album launch from Glass Animals. Yay! Yay! Do you celebrate Glass Animals, yeah. Katie? Are you I, a lover of Glass Animals? I am now, yes. In uh, both the band and actual tiny Glass Animals. Okay. I actually collect those, so... <laughs> I see. <laughs> I wonder where your interest came from. Like curiously specific. <laughs> <laughs> Just really tiny ones. Um, yeah, no, I really like them. They remind me of a bit of um, them crooked vultures. A bit of muse. Bit uh, it's like first album. Yeah. Era of me. Very early muse. Very early. Indeed. But... Matt Bellamy was still in short trousers. So their wonderful new album, How To Be A Human Being, um, has a bit of a Dirty Projectors vibe. Google all of these people and then buy some stuff. Uh, Their song Season 2, Episode 3 is like an 8-bit infused gospel slew jam, which I've never heard before, and which flippin' works. (laughs) I like it very much. Thank you for introducing these people to me. Um, And I can see there, maybe in a parallel universe, their new single Youth being a late summer hit. Um, Awesome, if you want to see some excellent dance moves from its five-year-old star, then uh, vivo that one. Uh, Yeah, they'll be signing. It's at 1pm. It's at uh, truck. It's free, of course, as these things should be. And then finally, at the O2 next Wednesday, the 31st, as August comes to an end, unbelievably, um, Echo and the Bunnymen actual echo and the actual bunny man um, are coming to the two. Are they like mouse outfit and do they come dressed as bunny men? No, I think that's more of a Donnie Dargo thing. That's disappointing. Do um, mouse outfit dress in mouse outfit? No, we, we were talking. Oh, right. It was last podcast, Mike. Oh. <laughs> yes, 80s post-punk pioneers and um, those who did in fact open Donnie Dargo with their song The Killing Moon. Hmm. The borderline mystical Liverpudlian quartet um, as their website proclaims, Echo and the Bonnie Men are Ian McCulloch and Will Sargent, um, which meaning the lead songwriter, voice and signature, choppy, slashy, splashy guitar sound. It's very hard to describe eighties guitar sounds. Um, are present and correct and redolent of times thirty years gone. A band a little bit unafraid of being ridiculous, hence the name. There's no rabbit-based songs in there. And Echo was the name of their drum machine. 
I can imagine it being being funny for a while, and then a few decades on, you're like, okay, well, we made that decision. <laughs> and yeah, the kind of grandiosity and myth making of their lyrics, which I guess made them all the more Donnie Darko appropriate. Hmm. They're going to be making a huge sound at the O2 next Wednesday. Um, that's from 7, that's 26.50. We should have reviews of that and Whitney up on our website next week. Uh-huh. We should also have a review of this next event. I've been instructed by the organiser of this event to pronounce it in a certain way. So here <laughs> goes. The Saucy Pear Cabaret presents Oxford. At the Bullingdon on Saturday at 7.30pm. So in case you're wondering what on earth this event is, it's a burlesque cabaret evening, which is being hosted by Saucy Pear, who are a duo, who are the only burlesque double act with a man and a woman, as far as I know. Which is quite unique. Um, usually it's just a woman on her own doing her thing. Yeah. Now, do you guys know the difference between a striptease and a burlesque act? Uh, it sounds like the beginning of a joke. I'm not confident where the line's drawn, now. Okay. Um, from what I understand, it's all about the audience and the theatrics of the show. Okay. So, uh, so if it's an especially seedy audience, then it's a striptease. <laughs> That's the general impression I got. Um, and burlesque is more about the theatrics and about portraying the concept to the audience. Uh-huh. So Saucy Pair, who are hosting this evening, don't actually perform a traditional burlesque routine. They perform a comedy burlesque. <laughs> Uh, to give you a taste of what their acts include, they've done a performance which has involved chocolate versus broccoli and has resulted in Anna, sorry, Ginger Tart being the only person in the world who performs a striptease dressed as a piece of broccoli. It's a show of firsts. <laughs> <laughs> um, they haven't quite decided what they're going to perform this week, but I spoke to Anna, aka Ginger Tart, about the acts performing on Saturday. And it's very nice to have your own show and be able to do it how you like. There are lots of different styles of show around there. Quite a few of them focus on like the vintage and the classic, which is very lovely. But I'm more interested in sort of all the different things you can do with the genre, which is why the tagline of the show is burlesque, but not as you know it. Because um, there are quite a few shows out there that are just sort of, you know, gorgeous ladies with the feather fans and the coy smiles. And although that's great and it definitely has its place, I'm more interested in all the other things you can be doing with it yeah. too. We've got boys in the cast. We've got all different shapes and sizes, which is so important to me because part of the appeal of it is everyone wants to see everyone take their clothes off. <laughs> it, it's great. Everyone will cheer for everyone. Yeah. And it's incredibly powerful in that way. So... I wanted to have that represented. That was really important to me. And I've got such a range of performers. I have I definitely have a preference towards the comedy one, so there's probably quite a few more of those in more than anything else. Um, so we've got someone who's um, stripping to a Shakespearean monologue, which is one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> it kind of sounds like someone's nightmare. It sounds awful, but it's actually incredibly entertaining. <laughs> We've got our headliner, Ruby Jones, who I'm incredibly excited about. Um, she's one of the best performers in the country. She's called the Queen of Queerlesque. And okay. Queerlesque is burlesque that explores a lot of queer themes. So her act is all about being fat, queer, and fabulous. <laughs> um, and she's an incredible performer. The sort of when you watch, you're like, yes, yes, that, I love that. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited to have her down. She's such a powerhouse on stage. People 
absolutely love watching her. She's incredible. So I'm so excited that I actually get to work with her and sort of the best way I could guarantee that was by booking her. And I'm like, hey, you have to be on a lineup with me now. You don't get to see it. <laughs> um, but she's incredible. Um, and we've got someone doing a routine as Queen Elizabeth I, which wow. I quite like. You've got a nice little theme going on there. <laughs> it, yeah, we've got a little bit of everything. Um, we've got a classic burlesque dancer in there as well, because I like to have that represented. Mm. And the lady doing that, Irene Vespertine, she's incredible at doing the sort of the tease. Like, she, oh. she can tease anyone. It, she's amazing at what she does. And that's really gorgeous. So we've got so much going on. And I'm hosting it with my stage partner, Jupiter Joe. So we'll be doing routines in there as well because cool. it, when you're doing the lineup you can put yourself on as many times <laughs> as you like and nobody can say anything to you <laughs> so it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be something quite different mm-hmm. so um for those uninitiated burlesque I think it's a very interesting place to start yeah um but it should cater to everyone I think it's got so much going on in there mm-hmm. that um it should be fascinating to watch at least <laughs> Listen to the full Otscast Extra interview to hear how Anna got her stage name, what different kinds of burlesque are out there, and what Anna suggests beginners should do to get into the biz. Um, All the money at this event is going towards a LGBT plus charity of uh, Saucy Pairs Choosing, so it's definitely worth going along and supporting it. <laughs> so that's Oxford at the at the Bullingdon on Saturday at 7.30pm. Tickets are £12 in advance or £15 on the door. Does everyone keep their clues on your next run? Up? Well, I'll say that. <laughs> nope, okay. The kids are going back to school soon, right? Was it a couple of weeks away? Yep. That's true. Um, the kids are going back to school and we thought about hitting lots of radio and podcasts back to school cliches so we have but we've missed them all we haven't played the Grange Hill soundtrack not um, yet we are not going to discuss our favourite stationery and or favourite back to school stories I think that's a shame actually do you, do you have favourite stationery <laughs> not really okay <laughs> <laughs> but instead of all that we chose to uh, round up new classes that adults can do um, so things that are ongoing or things that you can start now um, because when your kids are back from school, what do you want to do? Probably go out again. <laughs> uh, so here is one class for every day of the week that you can do. Starting with uh, the running theme of this show. Mondays feature a new burlesque dance class mm. at the East Oxford Community Centre. Uh, it's promised as all teas, no sleaze. Um, so there's no nudity, just flirty, dancing. comedy, flicking, dancing. It's run by Attitude Dance and that's Mondays 8. Tuesdays is a rather different tack um, with professional playwriting for the older aspiring playwright. Wow. Yeah, so it's for 50 plus and is run by Age UK in um, partnership with some other people. And that's at the North Oxford Community Centre every Tuesday from 2.30 to 5. That's really cool. That's a really fun idea. Um, And it's meant to be sociable as well as educational and fun. Hmm. Um, Wednesdays, a much more typical one, uh, the flower arranging classes at Shippen Village Hall near Abingdon. Um, and they are every Wednesday nights, and it's £50 for five of those. Um, Thursdays, you could join the Oxford Gamelan Club. Gamelan. Gamelan is the Javanese instrument or ensemble, or, or however you might describe it. It's the one with... Well, the range in size, you have enormous brass gongs, and then you have lots of smaller ones, and then smaller xylophony type things, and then people shaking bells. And um, It's a very complex and cyclical type thing, and it's very good as an ensemble because... You uh, have to know exactly what's going on and where you are all the time, otherwise it falls apart. Well, that sounds completely wrong. Mm. 
Um, so yes, that's Thursdays um, at a place in Headington on Stoughton Road. And then Fridays, um, chill out a bit with Zen in Oxford, uh, which is a Buddhist group de- dedicated to Zazen, which is seated meditation. They are at Peace House on Paradise Street. What a beautiful name. <laughs> Peace House, Paradise Street, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> If that doesn't show you up, then literally nothing will. <laughs> but um, is there anything you fancy taking up in the new term? A kind of, not New Year's resolution, New Academic Year's resolution. Mine's really boring. I want to go swimming. <laughs> well, that's something. At least you mm. want to take something up. Yeah. Or maybe Spanish. Or Spanish swimming. That'd be good. I'd like to How would that, would you learn Spanish in the pool? Would you only swim in Spain? Or Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> ah, absolutely. <laughs> Every Friday night, Casey's going to Spain. Yep, that sounds <laughs> delightful. And sustainable, great. <laughs> Swimming, great. Where's your local, do you have a local? Uh, yes, Tame Leisure Centre. Grand. Yeah. Fair. What about you, Michael? You Good. already have many talents, but do you fancy adding to that portfolio? I would love to. Um, I always fancied playing the harp. But wow. I have one. Um, the harp workshop. If, if, if you supply a harp, then I'm going to join. <laughs> Entirely it can't be that hard, can it? No. You can play it on Paradise Street. Actually, I think I'd like to join in with some of the shanty nights. Go uh, and sing yeah. some shanties. I think that would be therapeutic. Uh, what would you choose, Mike? What, new skills I'd like to learn? Yeah. I would like to learn a very obscure art form, I think. Or I got really into rhythmic gymnastics during the Olympics. Perhaps oh. I might start rhythmic gymnastics. Maybe you could. It's basically more competitive circus skills. <laughs> Ready, steady, bake. Right, okay. <laughs> um, another thing. Mm. Today is a huge day of the year, in fact. Yes. Um, for anyone with a television. Uh, or for some people, it's a huge day of the year. I can I, I can see that some have not yet been swept up in the hysteria surrounding the Great British Bake Off. Hashtag GBBO, hashtag etc. Um, I, I was once like you, Mike. Mike is... <laughs> I, I can tell, maybe not a conscientious objector, but just someone who hasn't partaken yet. I'm yeah. an extremely conscientious, just conscious objector. Just objector. Okay. Why do you object to baked goods? Why well, don't object to baked goods? Well, why do you object to people baking baked goods? <laughs> <laughs> You're basically watching other people eat the food that you want to eat, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's why you always have a cake to hand when you're watching it. Uh, it's never going to be as good, is it? Well, yeah, part of the amazing thing about the Bake Off, you pretty much know what's going to happen, mm. yet tension still is there in spades um you know that some kind of disaster is going to occur mm. and it's going to be edited to look like someone did someone else and that mary will be lovely about it and yeah. all will scathe yeah. in some kind of kitchen there but is drama there's in no kitchen have you have you ever baked a cake it's really easy whoa all right okay we're gonna have a company bake-off if it's that easy and you, you think that you can do it... Jen is going to wipe the floor with us all. There <laughs> yeah, is. that's the true. Thing. He's I gonna, don't want to play. He's going <laughs> to make the Sheldonian <laughs> in cake form with, like, gargoyles with features. Yeah, she, yeah. she really was. He's extremely skilled as Jen. Okay, our tenuous connections. I once saw Jen Swilling, octogenarian, Mary Berry, um, live in, in conversation with the Bishop of Oxford, of course. <laughs> Who is interviewing who there? Dear leader, the Bishop of Oxford was introducing and interviewing Mary Berry. Hmm. Um, she had she had a, she had a book. She was there. She was it was it was great. It was very informative. Uh, lives in Buckinghamshire. Um, and yeah, we do have a a, a shiny Oxford grad um, in the form of Tom Gilliford, um, who graduated with a two one in philosophy and theology, in in two thousand eleven. And um, 
There's post round stuff here, yes, as well. Also, president of his college film club and a member of the Whiskey Society. Maybe that's a new society I could join because I don't get whiskey yet. You don't like whiskey? I don't understand it yet. No, I don't really. It still feels like a kind of PD chemistry experiment. Yeah, you can bake along with the Bake Off or if you've just been made to salivate for an hour and um, <laughs> don't have the, uh, the requisite skills to make a, an Olympic scene with a lemon sponge, then there's so many places in Oxford where you can enjoy delicious baked goods. Mm. Let's begin on Kylie Root. Um, I encourage lively debate. Um, so jump in. Uh, we have the lovely pastiche across the road. Mm. No, you may be mourning the loss of Chateau Gâteau on, on St. Clement's, but mm. it's Sibling Café, if you will, uh, Rick's, on Kylie, has the macarons to end all macarons. They are superb macarons. Um, yeah, the Rick's macarons, looks like they, come, they look like they come from space, which is great. Um, also, mousse pastry and a killer chocolate mm. and tart. Great. However, it's Barefoot Oxford on Walton Street, as we venture into Jericho, who are the winners of my Alternative Ingredient Award. And a lot of cafes around here serve their delicious brownies. Mm. Mm. They, yeah, they export to where? Quarter Horse. Joe Perks. Mm. They're absolutely killer. Can I have a vegan chocolate cake with avocado icing? Oh, baby. <laughs> Sounds good. And you talk about beetroots. Uh, as if they're a dirty word been baking but I love beetroot brownies and beetroot chocolate mm, things yeah just beetroot brownies are very good beetroot cake, cake. much like carrot cake mm. Mm, only kind of, sort of darker and, and different taste <laughs> yeah there is that um, also other courgette and lime cake peach yeah. and raspberry things that is and tasty things oh. that like their presentation they it's look like beautiful. Carmen Miranda should be wearing their cakes on her head <laughs> in the 70s um, the close runner up with the alternative things the handlebar um, which used to be Zappies on St Michael's. Um, again, wonderful vegan options. The raw cocoa and avocado cheesecake. Cheesecake in inverted commas because it's not, you know. There's also mm. a huru mm. for gluten free uh, and vegetarian and lovely things. Mm. They could do good brownies. Good flapjacks there as well, actually. Ah. Mm. Are um, they a bit more flap or a bit more jack? Um, jack? There's also happy cakes and they do adorable little cupcakes, usually six for a pound in an egg box. They don't oh, have a store nice. on Cool Market sometimes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Lovely. They're really nice. Um, and the treat your parents steaks. No, I'm, I'm not sure. There are some different options, like Petisserie Valerie mm. has ridiculous, amazing cakes. You can make your own online and go up to like 20 inches. Um, afternoon tea at the Randolph, perhaps, would include lovely things. Uh, Maison Blanc. Well, if, if you wanted to treat... Oh, 20 treat, inches is enormous. It's, I think you could pretty much swim in that. That's I mean, enormous. Cake. It may cost as much as your rent for a month, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's an, entirely worth it uh, for burying your face in that. Uh, where would you treat your parents to delicious cakes? I'm still at the stage where my parents treat me to delicious cakes. Okay, mm. or where would they do that in a luxurious mate? Um, what's the one that isn't um, cafe? That's on the same High side. High Street Cafe. High Street Cafe, they're quite good. Um, actually, Queen's Lane are very good, especially mm. the um, mm. more Turkish oriented one, which yeah. is further along the High Street. Um, they do good Turkish cakes. Ah. Love it. Yes. I was trying to think, because my mum's gluten-free, so we'd have to probably go to uh, go straight to Barefoot, mm. I think, and just sample all the gluten-free cakes. <laughs> oh, you cannot go wrong there. Missing Bean often have good cakes in. Although now you said courgette and lime, I wonder if they are Barefoot as well. <sighs> it's very possible. They get their cakes in everywhere. 
That's the Great British Bake Off. It begins tonight, but it's on iPlayer forever. Um, and finally, um, the Story Museum is proud to present a brand new series of evening events featuring a host of favourite household names. So the plan is to explore the lives of the books and stories that have stayed with them throughout their lives. Ooh. I guess influence them. Like uh, a biographical Jack and Ori. Yes. Nice. Um, so for the first in the series, explore the bookshelf of comedian, writer, actor and presenter Griff jones Did you know that, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Mike, do you remember Funny Bones, the kids' TV show? The, the skeletons. skeletons. Yeah. In a dark, dark house. Yeah. 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 Guess who? Oh, he... yes, I do. There you, you do. Go. Excellent. Uh, he voiced all the skeletons. Oh. It's wow. just really cool. Dark, dark house. It all makes sense now. Yeah. I think he did them in Welsh and English as well. Skills. Skills, indeed. Bilingual he is Welsh. <laughs> Given the Welsh One of the name. most striking stories my childhood a mm-hmm. uh, series of Greek myths uh, oh. on a tape read by Tony Robinson oh cool and he did all the voices it was great that's, that's I learned about uh, Daedalus and Icarus mm-hmm. um, and the Minotaur yeah did he do it as Baldrick or he oh, he did some voices of Baldrick <laughs> although I was unaware of the relevance uh, Michael what stories or books influenced your life we were big on we were big on Roald Dahl yeah. um, in the day. So like on Saturday, I'd uh, I'd go find my brother before everyone else woke up, and we'd like read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or the Twits together, and it sounds a delight, doesn't it? Oh. It's not nice. <laughs> it's uh, the context of the story are less than a delight, of course. Is you know all the kids end up mm. floating away or obese or dying or you know people find things in their beards. Mm. Not in the Twits. No, that was a the combination really of the two. I really enjoyed the twits. Then <laughs> <laughs> my parents weren't so pleased when I started cutting the legs off tables. Oh no! <gasps> that never happened. <laughs> I can't think of anything that influenced me. You've I read a lot. You must have had some. Harry Potter, obviously. Well, duh. <laughs> Torture gave you the moral compass you have today. Be like a That was Philip Pullman. Um, yeah. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that. I was very. I was a huge fan of the His Dark Materials trilogy, right. still am. Um, I did love Lyra. She was great. Um, so make sure to head along to see Griff Reese jones at the Story Museum on Wednesday the 31st of August. It starts at 6.30pm and tickets are £10 or £8 for concessions. For this and more events, make sure to check out our website. It's dailyinfo.co.uk. And our social media channels are buzzing at the moment with lots of exciting things. For you to peruse, uh, so that's what Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, Vine. We have Vine, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Um, Just everywhere. Everywhere. We are entirely ubiquitous. And special lovely announcement. <laughs> the advent of our new site is nearly upon us. The beta site, which you may have enjoyed, tested, or given us some lovely feedback on, um, is gonna get real and become the real Dilly Info. And that's gonna be live at the beginning of September. All the time for. Check it out, dailyinfo.co.uk. Bye.